0: Hey, Welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Hey, so I have a great guest on the line today. It goes by the name of Carter Goods, and I came across Carter on Instagram. he has got some incredible content on there, and um, I started off sharing a lot of his content onto my story, and he's over in uh, Columbus, Ohio on the line now. How are you doing over there, Carter? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure, mate. My pleasure. So I guess we'll just dive straight in. And if you could um, just... Sh- same question I always ask my guests at the start. If you could just share your story with the audience and how you got to where you are and, and that kind of stuff...
1: Yeah, man, for sure. And I'm sure we'll kind of go into more details on it um, as we go through the conversation. But just kind of like the, the quick uh, snapshot summary of it is, um, you know, my, my per- it really started with my personal story um, of, you know, before I ever became a coach was uh, growing up. Um, I was always overweight. Uh, lived at a, My family was um, predominantly overweight as well. Not my immediate family, not like my brothers and sisters, but like my cousins, my uncles, um, grandparents and stuff. Everyone kind of struggled with their weight. Uh, really everyone in like the city I grew up in did, uh, just like one of those types of areas um, where it was a very Southern type of food, comfort food and everything. So just growing up, struggled with my weight a lot and uh really started to put on weight in high school. Um is really when I started to I think I gained roughly like seventy pounds in like almost under a year um during that period of time. And it's funny how uh you know looking back, it was it was also around the time that my parents got a divorce. And so, you know, there's always like you know, there's like emotional reasons as to why we do things. And so that definitely played when I got up to over three hundred pounds um was during that period of my life. And had kind of struggled um, starting and stopping different types of diets, um, but you know was able to initially or finally find an um, a approach that worked for me, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, uh, but really did things the wrong way for a long time, um, a lot of obsessiveness. And it's funny, I always talk about how even after losing 140 pounds, one of the biggest things I struggled with was I, I felt more unhappy than I ever had before. Uh, mm. but it was like, like, I didn't feel like like socially, I was like almost afraid of food. Right. I was so scared of like gaining weight back that like, I just kept myself from doing tons of things. And it's like, you know, whenever I went to high school or, or sorry, whenever I went to college right out of high school, you know, you, usually that's whenever people go and like, you know, live their the best lives, right. That's whenever they're like making new friends, mm. um, really finding themselves. But for me, it was like spent in the dorm room, afraid to do anything socially just because of this identity that I wrapped around losing weight. And so Fast forward a little bit, you know, obviously I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and like working through it and reading things and educating myself and both like the psychology of fitness and the actual science of fitness. Um, And through doing that, um, started to post content, started to coach people, and then for the past uh, three or four years here, that's kind of been, um, what I've been doing. So
0: Mm, fascinating story. Um, can I ask when you decided to make the change? Was there any particular moment where you thought, right, I've got to start making a change now, or was it just a gradual thing?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny. And I always, I always hate answering this because I think that it's it's such a cliche answer, but it's like, I, it's probably a lot of people identify with like one thing that caused it. And for me, it was without a doubt. Um, I asked this girl to go to homecoming with me, basically the school dance yep, yep. and got friend zoned hard. Right. Like Already. like out of nowhere, just like super. Yeah. Like he was like, oh, no, like we're not like that. Like I'm we're just friends or whatever. Oof. And that was like that's the damn, that's a dagger to right? the heart. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, for my 15 year old mind, it was yeah. like literally the end of the world, right? Like, that's all mm-hmm. that mattered. And obviously, uh, you know, that was my, definitely my initial motivation. And, and obviously, I kind of got over that with time. And, and I started to realize, you know, once you get into the, the momentum of, mm-hmm. of doing that, you realize other benefits for doing it. But that was honestly what sort of kick started it was that. Really, it was kind. Of, I mean, it was kind of like that. that disapproval, right? That shutdown mm. yep. um, that I got in that moment, which kind of made me self-reflect and think, like, what am I doing with this, right? Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you said you tried a few different diets, and you know, we've all been there. A lot of people try, you know, whatever is the, the, whatever fad is available or whatever quick mm-hmm. fix. Um, they want to do to get in shape, right? Because obviously we want to get there. Um, Patience is a big thing that you talk about as well, which I think is a big element uh, a lot of people struggle with, is being patient on that journey because it takes a lot of patience, actually, yeah, to transform your body, especially the way you did. But you said you tried a few different kind of diets and stuff like that. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that journey prior to actually being successful?
1: Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, I I think that my dieting history, so like I had kind of... started and stopped diets all throughout my youth. Like I think the first diet I ever followed was, um, slim fast, which was like basically like these drinks, like these pre-made yeah, yeah. drinks that Yeah. yes. Yeah. So, um, and I think I was like 13 years old or 12 and, and I did it for actually not necessarily cause I was like unhappy one to lose weight. It was actually cause I was trying to play American football and there was like a, weight limit for who could run the ball. And so you had to weigh under a hundred pounds. Um, and so I was like 113, 114 pounds at the time. So my first diet was because of that. And I actually lost the 14 pounds, obviously gained it right back once I stopped slim fast. Um, after that I had tried uh, you know, my mom w- was never like super, super diet heavy, but she did try diets and I would always kind of do them with her. Like whether it was Weight Watchers, we tried before, um, whole 30 I've done before. And my mom's actually, my, both my, my mom and my stepdad are vegan, like kind of mm. hardcore vegans. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit, like not, not a crazy obnoxious, but like yeah. pretty hardcore about it. Okay. Um, but like, so I've done like I, growing up, I did those things, um, and, and tried to lose weight, but it was never really successful because it honestly mm. never really took it seriously. Never mm. really, you know, was just like wanting to lose weight, but didn't really think about, okay, what is this actually, what I'm actually doing here? Like, what's the goal beyond yeah. just making the changes right now
0: sure sure yeah Um, and finally how did you manage to get there in the end what was the uh, main kind of tools and what made you successful on that journey was it just from obviously slowly making changes and realizing actually if i just make one change at a time and i'm consistent with that i get results Uh, because at Mm -hmm. that age especially the age of 15 16 you know it's very tough to be patient even as a a grown adult right let alone at that age when you've got the peer pressure and all the rest of it right
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so this is actually kind of like maybe a little bit also opposite of it is like, whenever I had lost weight successfully, I look back and like, I would not recommend to anyone how I did it because like, like looking back, I, I wasn't really tracking my nutrition. I didn't really even understand nutrition. I just yeah. like knew bodybuilding.com. And this guy said, eat this cutting plan. Like was yeah, eating same. like, 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 like four to five meals of tilapia, uh, broccoli and rice. Yeah. But I didn't even eat the rice. I only yeah. ate like the vegetables. And so like, I look back, I was probably eating like 1200 calories. Like it was crazy. Yeah, and I, I, I lost a lot of weight very, very quickly. And I accredit the success, I think to honestly, like after losing the 30 pounds, I was like addicted to it. So I kind of have a very addictive personality. Like mm-hmm. I have a one track mind, like very all or nothing. Like I'm sure like a lot of people who struggle with their weight. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I think that sometimes you can hit that right stride in the right moment to where, you know, I'm looking back on it. It was also really convenient that at the time I didn't have a job, I didn't have kids, I didn't really have a lot of life stresses. And I Mm. think that that helped with sort of doubling down on, well, I'm just going to keep doing this fitness thing because it's working and I'm losing weight so quickly and I'm getting so much positive reinforcement in high school. Like it was like, so that's initially why I lost it. But it kind of goes back into why one of my big things now is really like lifestyle strategies and, and stuff, because I always say that the weight loss part for me was easy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and compared to what happened afterwards in terms mm-hmm. of like trying to maintain it and like actually live my life and enjoy life too. Yeah. It was hard to find that balance, which is why I'm so big on that now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can totally identify with that as well because I've been there with extreme diets cause I've done a lot of bodybuilding comps and whatnot. And, yeah. um, you know, I've been in shape for a long time. I've been lifting weights since I was like 16, but I did go very extreme, just like yourself. I was eating chicken and broccoli every meal because yeah. all, all I knew to stay kind of obviously have to be on stage and being shredded. I was always trying to maintain that. Then it kind of uh, it was ingrained into me. Then right, I want to stay super lean, and all I knew was to eat you know chicken and broccoli five six times a day, and that yeah. then led to a super unhealthy relationship with food, and I was binge, binge eating a lot and stuff like that. So I can, I can totally relate to that. But I wanted to take a little bit of a change in direction, actually, because um, when you mentioned then about, for example, your stepdad and your mother being vegans, I'd like <clears> to talk <throat> about um, how you deal with that because you must come across some people, especially people you coach online or, or want to inquire about coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very popular now for people to follow that diet. So how do you... F- I guess it's two questions in one, but how do you kind of... Do you have any kind of debates with your your parents at all in regards to that or is it all good? Are you just like
1: Yeah. Well, I I, you know, and I and I think it's changed with time. And I think that honestly for me, at this point, just because of maybe like the attention that sometimes a lot of my posts get, like, I've just heard so many like there are just so many people getting uh, the way I always say it is this. The only reason any uh, diet. Now, there's mul- multiple reasons why someone might follow a diet, right? And and I think that fundamentally you have to break it down and first decide, okay, why are you using the term diet? Because a lot of times mm. people approach that word as like losing weight um, yeah. or something, and like it's really just the foods that you eat, right? We don't mm. use it that way, but if you're you know, actually looking for the actual term, that's what it is. It's just yeah. the food that uh, something, an organism or a person, whatever it is, eats, right? Like that's right. what they consume. And I'm honestly a firm believer that like you do what's working for you. Right. And, and I think that there are reasons why someone might want to go vegan. Um, and, and there are definitely ways to do it, to make it like healthy. I think it's important for you to like, think about that and understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, my biggest, honestly, what what I get upset about is like, I never debate anybody on what they're doing. If it's working for them, I just always want to challenge people on thinking about why it's working Mm -hmm. and what are the actual benefits. And so, um, so let's take the vegan diet for example. You know yep. my biggest thing is like I think that a vegan diet is way healthier, way better than a traditional American diet or a western diet, right? Of like fast food and all this. Mm. You know. But yeah, exactly, right? So but I think that a lot of the benefits of a vegan diet don't necessarily come from elimination. I think it comes yes. from addition. Totally agree. Right? And so, like, no one's arguing the fact that eating more fruits and vegetables, honestly, even to a degree, maybe the sourcing of some of these things as well is probably more optimal for your health, right? Mm. What I get upset about is when people start to demonize, like, specific things. So, like, vegans who will literally say that any any animal product consumption is going to destroy your health, right? Mm. Like the problem there, one, there's literally no evidence to that, right? So like you look at, like there's, there's nothing there, right? Yeah. Um, and everything that is, it's like I've actually in a debate with this with somebody who uh, is, is like pretty pro-vegan and like every time they're trying to like explain things to me, I'm like, like you're looking at like these meta-analysis Bated. studies, right? Yeah, yeah. Of like, of course, like people who, eat more like people who don't eat animal like animal products typically are more health conscious right so i guess not to go on a tangent there yeah, but no, no i'd
0: like to talk about that anyway yeah that's cool yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah well i'm all about so basically my viewpoint is i think that if it works for you it works for you but like understand why it's working and also understand that like there's it's not the only way it's not necessarily going to make you healthier than someone mm-hmm. who is uh doing a different approach because you have to think about what are you adding to your diet Mm. versus what like is the bad thing, right? There's no not really a bad guy. There's mm. just clearly good things and you should be yep. focused on eating those good things most of the time, right? Yeah,
0: totally agree. And I'd like to just talk a little bit about that quickly, about the vegan diet and stuff like that. And and people, you know, demonizing certain foods. It could even be, you know, people on the carnivore diet demonizing plants, saying that they've got, you know, defense mechanisms built in them, and which no can toxins cause you, yeah, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But it's overcomplicated, right? The bottom line is if you eat less processed foods and more whole foods Yes, you're most likely gonna feel better, get better results, and all the rest of it, right? So that's what it comes down to. It comes down to, you know, as you said then, it's not necessarily always the fact that you've removed meat, if you turn vegan, that you've removed meat from your diet that you feel better. Could it not just be that you're eating more plant-based foods and getting more nutrients in? You know what I mean? But I agree. I just want to talk about those studies quickly as well, mate. About um, you know, about meat as well. Obviously, we're not claiming to be scientists or doctors or nothing, but the studies are a little bit flawed, right? Because they don't actually, it's very hard to put people in the lab and watch everything they're doing for years, right? So people who tend to eat yeah. more meat, firstly, it tends to be processed meat. Uh, do they smoke? Are they not getting enough sleep? Do they drink alcohol? Do they exercise? All these kind of things are not really taken into account, right? When they show you that it, yeah. it causes heart disease, for example, right? I mean, obviously yeah. there's some links to it, but I don't know
1: yeah well even in that I mean right now that I actually have not watched the documentary and so like people right. have been asking me about it and like I'm not going to say anything about it till I watch it but like you the, know the Game, the Game Changers, Changers documentary yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. So like I've not, yeah, yeah. I've not watched watch it yet I mean yeah, so I haven't watched it yet, but I understand the re- – I've looked at the study that they've used. And so like there's a lot of studies, but like even one study – and I'm trying to – I'm not going to be able to think about it off the top of my head right now. I need like my little Google sheet where I have all like my resources <laughs> and stuff. I can't because I don't try to remember it. But um, the, anyways, the study, though, it's, like, it's a huge one. It's one of like the bigger ones that people talk about like, that's like 30-year follow-ups and like looking at like all these different studies. And like even – when they see changes of improved health markers like lower blood pressure, um, better BMI from people who don't eat animal products versus animal products, they also admit that the people who eat the animal products were also more likely to smoke. They were more likely yes. to not engage in ex- exercise. Exactly. They were more likely to not um, you know to consume more alcohol, like you said. And they said when they adjust for those things, they don't see a significant of an increase. And honestly, once you start to like account for lifestyle you account for uh, exercise you account for just a ton of like life stress and all this and sleep like you the, the change like the differences in health start to slowly start to come right back to center right exactly. um and, and so that, that's where like i think the, the fundamental problem with the studies are is they're looking at uh, it, it's it's nice that you can look at a lot of people and categorize them but then you know the problem is you're applying this very um like just like I guess, exterior or like, just like big data about like certain specific points of a lot of people. And you're trying to apply it to one individual who exactly? Is, you can't apply all of these just basic ideas to one person. That's, their right. lifestyle that's matters.
0: That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I said yesterday. Cause I had a lot of questions about on my uh, Instagram. So on my story, I said, there's so many individual variances from person to person, you know, I've been a personal trainer for 13 years and I've yeah. started, um, you know, delving into, um, tapping into your world now with the online coaching and, mm. you know, everyone is different, right? I, I t- and if I'm perfectly honest, I, I can't, there's not many people that I've coached that thrive on a vegan diet. Um, if you do it properly, then maybe that's different, right? But the thing is that you have to be very knowledgeable, very, even more structured with meal plans and stuff like that to be
1: a vegan. Well, well, it's funny. This is why this is, I mean, this maybe we would transition to like mindset stuff and lifestyle yes, stuff. But great. the reason why I'm so big on having more balance and not creating elimination is the reality that most people aren't going to live in social circles and lifestyles that are like everyone around them is like thinking in the same way they do about their health. Cause like when I tell people is like the first thing I tell like a client when I bring them on is realize that by choosing to take care of yourself, you are now in the minority of people mm. because most people are overweight and unhealthy and they wait until it's too late to make yes. changes. Right. Yeah. And, and totally. so you have to automatically embrace that. And so my, so like going back to the vegan diet and not, I mean, we could just say keto here, we could say anything, but I think vegan is important because you have to realize that, okay, I'm going to go on a vegan diet. Well, now I have to always be on top of this. Like I can't like go, I can't just like randomly go to a restaurant. And like nowadays, I guess there's they cater to people now, but there might be like one thing you can order on the menu and you got to order that thing. Right. And you can't like, Oh no, like now, like, you know, there's a barbecue going on and like they didn't think about you being a vegan. So now you're like, you're, exactly. you, know, you can't eat certain things. It's just like, and, and, and to what extent, right? Like, is it for your health? Because like you could argue, like, is that even healthy for you, right? It, it's like you just have to realize whenever you choose to follow a diet like that, it really becomes your identity. Like, and I've not met very many vegan, I've not, not, not met many people. The, the always, the joke about vegans and CrossFitters is that yeah. if you don't know that they're a vegan or CrossFit, you'll know very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah they'll very, you, very right? quickly. <laughs> um, but but they'll, they'll say it. Right. But like, even, but that's the thing though, is like, I've not met very many vegans who like, just like go throughout their life. And then they're just like, Oh yeah, by the way, like, I don't do any of that because like it's going to create social resistance, which is fine if that's, if, if you're okay with that. But I think for a lot of people who are just trying to lose weight, be healthy, live normal lives, It's going to cause so much resistance and like just negativity towards Mm. health and fitness that they're going to stop, right? They're going to quit doing it.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. And I guess, yeah, we can kind of transition into what I wanted to uh, base a lot of this podcast on is is fat loss. Uh, But also I wanted to talk about obviously mindset, as you mentioned then as well, and a few other things. But, you know, you've put some really good posts up. I've looked at the last few recent posts and um, some interesting posts you put on fat loss. And you always talk a lot about sustainability. And I know your approach is to get people in shape, you know, long-term. And to make these changes, you know, in terms of um, creating healthy habits... And and making it a lifestyle as opposed to, yeah. you know, as opposed to trying to change too much at once and being unrealistic. Um, but yeah, fat loss. What, what, I mean, what are the most uh, significant habits you kind of, I mean, I know everyone's different, but in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. sustainability and get people to lose fat and keep it off, because I think that's the, uh, that's the hard part is obviously keeping it off because, you know, 85, yeah. 90, 90% of people lose a significant amount of fat in their life or body weight, and they only need to put it all mm-hmm. back on, and if not, more weight back on. So, yeah, I'm just going to wonder what you would say the most important habits are generally that you, you tend to teach people for the most part to get them in shape.
1: Yeah. And it's funny cuz like I always say that like the the most important thing that you can do for yourself um, ha- t- if you want to like lose fat and keep it all- off there's something more important than any diet you could follow or any exercise routine you can do. And it's your mindset going into it. Right. And it's, and, and mindset's weird because like, it's such kind of cliche, like have a healthy mindset, you know, be, be balanced and all this, but like, it's actually fundamentally important to like, think about why you're doing what you're doing. And, um, I always call it like the anti-dieters mindset, because it's like, if you're going into this with the intention that I am going to make changes right now to lose weight, and so then I can be at this thing and then start living my life and like then be happy with where I'm at. Like you're going to – you're already shooting yourself in the foot. You know, you're already you know, slowing yourself down because you have to realize that the changes you're making are – like you're, you, how you're going to be whenever you are, whether you have 50 pounds to lose, 10 pounds to lose, like that leaner, fitter version of you is going to have daily, weekly like habits and, and, and the way that they treat food and, and, and plan that's fundamentally different than where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And so it can be scary because it's kind of jumping into the unknown because you have to embrace the fact that, okay, there are things that I'm doing regularly that are keeping me from where I want to be. So you almost have to jump into it realizing that regardless of how much weight you lose and whatever amount of time, you're going to have to maintain this. And so my approach is always to re, like reverse engineer that and start with the end in mind. Mm. Um, and and instead of thinking like you're, you're, you're dieting and then you're not dieting, it's more like you are developing this new lifestyle, which can have phases depending on the seriousness of where you're at. Mm. Maybe you're in a phase where you need to lose fat, which means that you're going to have to have more restriction in, or whatever it is in, in certain areas, which is obviously fat loss fewer calories, yep. maybe a bit more activity than normal, mm. um, you know, more planning and stuff. Um, but like the the habits and strategies that you're using to lose fat like the foods that you're eating, even like, you know, the planning and like how you approach situations should look very, very similar to how you're maintaining your weight. Mm. Um, eventually the only difference is that when you're maintaining, I mean, you know that you can kind of pull the, pull the brakes a bit on, or, you know, pull the gas or whatever the term is. Can you elaborate
0: a little bit on that for us? Like you said, it should look the same as when you're going to be making progress. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really, so it comes down to like, like the foods that you're eating, um, sort of like, even in my opinion, like the meals, like like how you eat your meals and how you prefer to eat your meals and stuff is, is important. Um, the type of exercise that you're doing and like being able to keep up with it Mm -hmm. and what's the goal of the exercise. Um, so I guess kind of diving into it more without like having the actual example of a person is no, in the beginning, it's going to be hard anyways, because you're, you're developing all these habits and stuff, but like you know, the only difference, I mean, you would know this, like the only difference between, and, and probably most of your listeners would know this, like the only difference between like the losing fat part and the maintaining is it really is going to come down to one thing, energy balance, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, there's other things that play a role into that, but that's going to be the fundamental thing. Yep. And it's very difficult to consistently restrict your nutrition. So whenever I think about the difference between fat loss and, um, like maintenance, it's more so about how, um, I guess, attentive tenth of your being with like making sure you're eating a certain number of calories because when you're maintaining you know if you're if you're within you know you might eat a little bit more one day a little bit less one day it's Mm. you know it's not going to be that big of a deal because your body's going to kind of find homeostasis but when you're dieting you have to consistently be on point more Mm. um percent, percent of the time so really the way i just approach it is if, if if whenever somebody's dying dieting, they are dying. <laughs> They're dieting. They are. They are dying you know, at the same time. Very, some people, yeah, it's, yeah it's right. Some people might approach, uh, associate those with this being the same thing. When you're dieting, you know, you're going to be a lot more. Or when you're trying to fat loss diet, I should, you know, I should work on my own terms. Really, when you're trying to lose fat, right, you're going to be more attentive on making sure you're eating the right number of calories every day. You're going to be probably more attentive on eating more you know, whole foods that are going to be filling you up, uh, being more diligent about that. Um, just planning ahead more. Mm. Um, and then whenever I'm working with a client and we're working on kind of shifting into a maintenance mode, mm. we may like normally what the first thing I would do is literally just increase the calories. That's yes. goal number one to see, yes. you know, more, more calories. So, so, and, and still track, right. And mm. then we start to like pull reins off of that, like yep. maybe a wider rank calories. And then they learn at that point, like, okay, I know that I, a good strategy for me is like some form of intermittent fasting. I enjoy it Mm -hmm. as a lifestyle. So like, I know that my big meals, typically this size, my small meals, typically this size, I usually have one to two snacks that are like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. How can we just build a routine around that? Because most of the time people are in control of their meals. You know, it's not all the time they're going out and stuff. It's like most of the time they're in control. Yes, And so building consistency with that and Eventually, the goal is to get to where people can kind of just eat naturally. I, I never like to use the word intuitive eating because I think it's kind of silly. I like to yeah. use the word mindful eating. Yes, um, they're mindful of how they should be eating to maintain their weight, but they're also kind of keeping track. So even I to this day will like, you know, I know now at this point, like, oh, I'm like gaining a little bit of weight, and like they kind of like know where they should add things or kind of remove things based on how the body's fact that they're getting. Does that,
0: yeah, it makes it makes total sense. Yeah, and you hit on some great points there. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about what you mentioned then about uh, increasing calories. Just to explain to the listeners, I you know I try and um, you know reinforce some of these points because to be able to keep it sustainable, you know, life does get in the way because we want to be able to, let's face it, right? We want insurance in a way, right? Because we've got more food available to us than ever uh, for a start and any other point in human history, right? We've got Uber Eats. You can, get, you can get a meal here within five minutes, no problem. You get a takeaway, you know? And then obviously we're, we're in, gen, in general, we're sat down more than we ever have been because of technology. So we've got all of these external things working against us, right? So I always say to people, you know, you want insurance against that. So for example, building muscle, you know, that's, that should be a, a very important, that, that's a very important part of your progress and your journey because obviously building muscle uh, tends to boost metabolism, metabolism and, and burn more calories just to keep that muscle on your body uh, and also the movement as well that's an easy win just getting like a wrist device but just to give you an example Carter, i had so, uh, a girl earlier and we figured out her maintenance calories are roughly around about 1800 calories and she's doing about 9,000 steps a day. So I said to her, right, now I know you wanna, her goal is to get leaner and lose body fat. So I said, look, I know that is what your goal is, is to shift body fat and get leaner. But if you wanna make this sustainable now, and we wanna make this uh, more of a lifestyle and keep it, make it a lot easier for you. So you've got more allowance, you've got more leeway on the weekends when we slip up. I said, right, if we focus on not dropping your weight too fast, and as you said, then just slowly, maybe increasing calories, or we'll keep your calories roughly the same, 1800 now, because I asked her the question, I said, you know, we can either, we could take your calories down now. Um, because I asked her, would you be able to do more steps for example? And she said, I could, but it's going to be tough to sustain that to, to get So I said, okay, yeah. we can take your calories down to lose body fat down to like, you know, let's say 1400, but that's not a nice place to be, you know, because you know, you're, you're averaging 1800 as it is. So to be able to sustain yeah. that is very, very hard. So I said, right, yes. if we keep the calories the same and slowly build, try and build muscle and maybe take them up a bit, then what will happen then is you you'll build your, your metabolic rate up. So your maintenance calories might go up from 1800 to over 2000 at some point. And that is a lot yep. easier to sustain them. Right. cut?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's like, that kind of goes back into like prefacing, um, like what it is you're trying to do. Right. Cause like yes. in order to do that, your client would have to give you a lot of trust yes. and, and you saying that because you're telling them, Hey, we're actually not going to worry as much about how much weight you're losing right now. And instead we're going to like do all this beso- like essentially like behind the scenes work so that when we do, mm. you know, open the store, which is like actually start to like lose more fat, like everything's that. already in place. You're in a better situation. You know, mm. like you said, metabolically, right. And yep. then even mentally to a Um No, I mean, I love, I love that. I think that's really important. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And actually, so, and just to add on to that, and this is actually something I've been trying to like verbalize more with people is, like losing weight losing fat isn't supposed to be super super easy either like and and, like it definitely has been made way too difficult and um but now i think that there's been this shift to where like it's it's, like the easiest thing ever you can eat whatever you want like i think with like the whole if it fits your macros thing for a while there was like it's the easiest thing ever you don't have to look like it's okay like realize like so even like with hunger for example i'm always big on telling people like it's okay to feel hungry every once in a while like Mm. That's not a bad thing. It's normal. And then if you're losing weight, you're probably going to be a little bit hungrier than you would normally be in Mm, your life because – literally losing body fat. So I always like to just like preface like the difference between like, Hey, it's okay if this is a little bit difficult right now, but that's why like we are, you know, but like, that's also something we have to realize it's not as if like you're getting graded on this. If you have to take a break, take a break. It's totally cool. Right. If like, if you, and it doesn't matter, like that's, I don't know. So I'm always really big on what you did. You're setting intentions for her saying like, let's get you in a better position, which I think is right too. Um, it's, it's how you communicate that be that for, yeah.
0: yeah yeah no i'd like to ask you about that and then someone just sprung to mind then because the communication Carter, right now this yeah. is something that i think I, I do have a lot of trainers who listen to this podcast and um that is the art right as a coach is to yeah. be able to communicate what you're saying to the person mm-hmm. in order to them in order for them to want to actually follow suit right um in order to yeah. align with their goals so how do you find that because especially um i guess i'm segue into something else here but um in terms of the online coaching world this is quite new to me uh, mm-hmm. i've got a few clients on board at the moment um I've, I've dived into it before but i wasn't ready because i didn't have the tools and i didn't i wasn't i wasn't doing you know uh, people are a good a service because i wanted to be really effective right so now yeah. i feel like i'm getting much better results but the communication i wanted yeah. to ask you about carter um yeah. how, how how do you how important do you think that is as a, as a coach and a trainer to be able to communicate
1: effectively I I mean I think it's probably – as a trainer, it's probably your most important job because at the end of the day, it's like you – it's – most trainers are not – it's not as if you're a coach. You're not like coaching people to win a football game. You are literally being a friend. um, You're you're, like you're a step ahead. Like they're trusting your advice and stuff, Mm. but like how you're communicating that advice is so much more important because like – they have to buy into it, essentially. Mm. And you know how important that is. And if you think back to, like, if you're a trainer and, like, you got into fitness because it changed your life, like, when was that buy-in point? What did that look like? How did that happen? And you have to create that for your clients as much as possible, you know, or at least put them in a position to do that. Because, and, and honestly, it's one of the reasons why I love online so much. Um, because whatever I would like bring on a client, I actually have like a pretty long screening process of like answering questions. And like, I have like a phone call with them and then more questions because like, and I've even like been, I mean, and obviously depending on your business situation, you may not be in a situation where you can like say no to somebody like, as yeah. you you're trying to like learn and develop, but mm. like, you know, I've said no to clients before because I already know starting out, like, I don't think you're in the right spot yet mentally. And I yep. would like point them in another direction. Mm. Um, I would say that to them, but I would say it in a way that's a lot you know, nicer than that, that's more empowering yep. for that. Again, communication, I, I right? Incredibly <laughs> because in order for communication to work, and this is something I, I always say is it's a two way street because yep you can be open, like communicate with me, talk with me, like, Mm. let me help you. But if they're not willing to open up to you and be honest with you about what they're struggling with, then it's not going to work out. Mm. And so I think that it's very important to create a very safe, trusting environment that Mm. is like not based around performance or like, honestly, even like physical progress to a degree. Mm. Um, like that's important for sure that they're going to be motivated by that. So you have to make it a a part of it, Mm. but I, I don't know. I'm really big on just like, being basically you, you're going to be their, their, their leader, but also their best cheerleader also, mm. you know, like yeah, you need absolutely. to be there and, and being how you communicate things in terms of, um, like what they're doing right, like, and, and what they share with you too. Because, you know, a lot of times I think whenever clients are having problems, they know what the problem is. that mm. They're being honest with themselves yeah. because it's not that it's not, it's rarely is it like the diet, like what you have set. It's that they're not doing it. So That's why right. aren't they doing it? Exactly. and, you need to be able to create a, a safe environment to where they are willing to communicate with you, mm. um, and so yeah. So I guess I don't know if that was really a, a great answer. Yeah, no, no, no totally. No, that was, that, that, to was that was spot, on
0: card, spot on, card, card. Yeah, because yeah. I was I was going to elaborate on that a little bit as well because I have actually turned a few people away myself as well. because I'm getting quite. Uh, a lot of people now requesting with the online coaching. And, uh, I found that getting information out of people, like when you're doing, when you're doing it face to face, it's a hell of yeah. a lot easier to get information out of yes. people. So like they're telling you one thing, like you'll, for example, sleep, yeah. right? I always talk about sleep with people as well. Even, you know, cause I, pre- I do a lot of, a uh, lot of my online clients are prepping for shows, uh, or, or post show as well. Like bodybuilding, that's kind of mm-hmm. like my niche, but, um, but yeah, even, even them, I always talk to them right at the start about sleep, you know, how's your sleep? And a lot, a lot of people yeah. just go, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I get eight hours a night and it's like, okay. Uh, are you waking up at all? Oh, actually. Yeah. I wake up two, three times. I'm like, okay. You know, another one is like, you know, and it's a bit of a weird question, but do you dream, do you have any, can you remember any dreams? No, yeah, no you know, all right. those things are like markers of good sleep and stuff. Yeah. So do you yeah. kind of, I guess you always cover the big rocks by the looks of it. Um, so yeah.
1: I No, well, well I think, well, actually, I, I, I actually have a, something I want to say based on what you were saying. Cause I think this is important too. And and this is why like, I don't really have like, I mean, this is just, not not necessarily like giving people business advice here because there's probably people who are way better at than I am for sure. But like whenever I'm trying to be the best coach I can be, I'm already realizing that every single client is going to be different and going to need different things. And so there's like a basic thing that I do, but I always tell people that Communication is important because you need to share with me, but it's also going to allow us – allow you to get the most out of this because my coaching is what you make of it. So the sleep thing just brought to mind – I had a client, uh, super successful business guy. Like he he just like always traveling, always moving, swore up and down. So like he just struggles with like – he struggles with uh, like temptations and – just energy and like he just always has brain fog and um and is always traveling because of it and always like drinking and stuff but go with business things Mm -hmm. but he and like we've tried to work around those things but he just says so i've asked him about his sleep a few times i've been like awesome like well like how is your sleep and he's like oh it's good man i get i get you know seven to eight hours a night solid sleep and it got to the point where i'm like okay man like nowadays in, in the 21st century like luckily we have access to a lot of tools that can kind of guide us in the right direction yes. so i told him okay here's the deal i want you to it's actually at the time it was an app um it's like sleep cycle or something yep. like just download this app it's ten dollars use this for we're gonna use this for a month and at the end of the month i want you to send me your data and what he figured out was not only was he averaging more like half hours every single night, he was like waking up all the time and so like we kind of – with that, I kind of said, okay, like how can we kind of decrease the drinking a bit um, or, or like you know put a little bit more control around that, how frequently it is. And then like even at night, like you kind of get more into like some of the the biohacking stuff of mm. like how can we kind of do away with screens at night or um, can we eat dinner a little bit uh, earlier in the night all right? or like have a higher-carb dinner. Well, just basic stuff to help improve his sleep, but like I would have never got to that mm. if – he wouldn't have told me like if i wouldn't have like taken the extra step to say okay let's like monitor this and i've done the same thing with clients who struggle with um who, who like don't like feel like they're being accurate with their food like i've had clients for like a period of time like two weeks at a time like send me pictures of their meals along mm. with their food log as an experiment and i freight and yeah. i always that's something important always phrase it as an experiment not a punishment yeah like like okay now you need to send me your sleep cycles because i don't believe you it's more like dude, well, I totally believe you. Like, I know that you believe this, but let's like look at data here. You know why? Because yep. like, we're going to learn from it and we're only going to be better, you know? 100%. Best case scenario, we learn from this, you know? So uh, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally,
0: totally, yeah. And uh, yeah. that's so true what you said as well about, um, you, you were saying about people taking photos of food, for example. That's, that's something I've started doing recently as well, just like a little experiment here yeah. and there, uh, just to yes. see, yeah, yeah, just just to just to have a little nose, isn't it? Uh, I think the accountability, that's something I wanted to talk to you about as well, yes. is accountability. I think that, plays a huge part in it when they've got so it's not like you're you're really there like like you said you don't want to there's so many coaches out there I feel literally I feel like with the especially online coaching the stuff you do I feel like um most people most coaches out there are just not serving people if I'm honest I think I would say you know eight nine out of ten coaches out there I mean some of the stuff I've heard from people who come to me with, with other coaches and the stuff they're telling them to do uh, I think it's just a bit outrageous but um, so what I was going to mm-hmm. say is you know to be there just to keep them accountable is great and it's not like you're stalking them and telling them off and stuff that's a different kind of that's not really I think the most effective approach as you said experiments and, and communication but yeah, yeah. accountability Carter, and awareness um, mm-hmm. I guess this is something you always highlight to your clients yeah
1: yeah no for sure well I always say that like accountability like the difference between um, accountability and, and discipline for me is, because you can have accountability with yourself, but most people associate accountability as having accountability to somebody else or to, to like a greater goal. And mm. discipline is like an internal thing. And so I always say accountability is incredibly important in the beginning while you're building discipline mm. because you want to be self-accountable with yourself. Eventually mm. is the long-term goal um, and that's discipline. Mm. And so in the beginning though, having accountability is huge. It, it, it's, it's very important. And typically, I mean, anyone who, if there's, anyone trying to hire you as a trainer is because they know that they need the accountability. Mm. Like they are, that's why they're buying, they're not buying, they're not like wanting to work with you or buying your program because, or especially coaching, I guess more than a program, but they're not like working with you because like they think that you have some special answer that they could never mm. figure out. It's because they like what you do and they want you to keep them accountable. Right? So that's what you have sure. to approach at the beginning. It's incredibly important. Um, and I agree with you. I think that a lot of online coaching, one of the issues is that, it can be very, very easy to not create that accountability. Mm. Uh, but I also think that there's a lot of ways you can create a lot of accountability too. And I think that that comes from that kind of pre-screening thing that I talked about where mm. like, you know, I try to be honest with, like the first thing I say on a phone call you know, is like saying like, hey, is a two-way street and like, I can keep you accountable up to a point. Like mm. I'm, I'm I'm here for you and I'm not like trying to like take away responsibility because it's my responsibility to make sure that they stay on track mm. too. But to a degree, it's also like, you have to be, you have to want to be helped to be helped. Mm. And so, um, you know, I want to help as many people as I can, but that's part of why I like, and, and you see this with in-person and online, like some people get a trainer and they're just not ready for it yet. Mm. Um, cause they're almost not ready for that accountability yet because yes. in order to be accountable to somebody, you have to be willing to like be willing to admit that you're wrong, right? Definitely. That you're struggling. And most people don't want to do that. And so, and and, and so that anytime accountability happens, they pull away and they pull away and Mm. then they ghost and they stop working with you. Mm. Right. Um, and so that's, I think accountability though, in the beginning is incredibly important because it's what builds, it's what helps to fill that void of self-discipline and and self-ownership, um, but still have some like focus on doing something or, or like accountability, right. Is the yeah. word to, to doing it while you are developing habits and strategies. Cause eventually the goal is to where I don't want someone to think that they have to that they have to like, send me something to do it. I want them to do it because they're choosing to do it. Cause they want to do it yeah. because they, they want to go exercise and they want to eat nutritious foods most of the time because they love the way they look and feel. Mm. Uh, but in the beginning, I think accountability is really, really huge. And that's, you know, I think it's important that coaches put an emphasis on that in the beginning. Mm.
0: Definitely. And there's three things you, you say as well in terms of getting results, whether it's long term, short term, wherever it is, getting results, period, takes discipline, patience and consistency. Right. And there, I saw that on one of your posts and I thought that is so true. And although I kind of knew that. it it kind of hit something off in my head. And I always mention that now, you know, cause I think, you know, discipline and consistency are kind of like you hear that all the time, right? Discipline consistency. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the patience is a big one, right? Because you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can do fitness the fast way, or you can do it the right way is what I always say to people. Yeah. And, Actually, I talked about this with Jordan and there is some, I think there is some value for certain individuals to get them results quite fast at the start if it's someone who's really overweight yeah. or whatever. Sometimes for them to see results initially gives them more incentive and motivation mm-hmm. to get those long-term results. And, and actually some studies show that. But I think um, as a whole, in the grand scheme of things, I think the long, doing it the right way and just being patient is, is a big thing. So yeah, just, just, I guess maybe just elaborate a bit more on the patient side of it and, and, and how you communicate yeah. that to clients.
1: Yeah, it's – um. so I actually think that patience – I think patience is interesting because I think patience is actually an outcome, mm. not um an actual thing that people have. Like mm. I am patient or I'm not patient. I don't think it's that way. I think patience is like a the definition of like a collection of mindsets, uh, of like your – like a framework around like why you're doing what you're doing because mm. if you are – somebody who you would need to see results as quickly as possible to feel like you're being successful and like all you care about is seeing the number go down, then you're not going to be patient. Mm. Right. Mm. But if you're somebody who you are, you, you obviously want to see results, but you're also understanding that, you know, regardless of when the results come or not, like you're developing day to day habits that are going to allow you to stay being successful. And this is something you want to keep up for the rest of your life. And as soon as you embrace that, Patience is not no longer something that you have to worry about because you're already living it. Mm. Like you're already living what some people would call patience. Mm. You know, uh, and that's how I approach it at least because like everyone's always like, I need more patience. I need to find more patience. And I always tell people like, you don't need to find patience. You need to change. You need to like fundamentally change why you're doing this. Yes. And because when you have the right mindset, patience is no longer something you have to think about. Because it's a byproduct. Then, you're not right? going to care. It's a yeah. byproduct. Yes. It's like it's a byproduct of that's it. That's exactly right. And, that's- um, and so. And that, that's
0: that, that's kind of a segue into what happens with your physique as well, right? Because I always say to people, it, it becomes that's where I'm at now. See, Carter, you know, I got, to, I said to you, I had a really un- unhealthy relationship with food, bingey, and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I was driven by primarily by aesthetics, and nowadays I'm just tuned in with my health, and my physique looks better than it ever has as a byproduct of that. And I guess yeah. that's something I always try and get get across to people is like when you make your health a priority, and as you say. It just comes as a byproduct. Patience that comes as a byproduct of yeah. you maybe being consistent and, and doing exercise regular. You're already being okay. patient without realizing it, right? It came
1: as a byproduct. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's it's funny because like it, it's always comes down to like consistent. Like, and it's funny how I mean this is true in every single when you read about like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan like becoming like the best NBA. stuff, like that you. What's the one thing you always like hear them talk about? like consistently showing up day after day, day after day yes. doing the thing, getting better. Right. And like, mm. not just the reality of it now, luckily. And, and I try to tell people like, luckily you don't have to be Michael Jordan. You don't mm. have to be Kobe Bryant. You don't have to be, you know, a bodybuilder. You don't mm. even have like, you, like you're a competitor, but like, I'm sure you work with like general pop people. Like mm. what you would need to do to get ready for a stage or for the clients that you work with who are getting ready for a competition or coming off it are going to be way more focused on this than most people are. Mm. And like, and so I just try to instill that in people and say, like, right now it seems like a lot, but, like, realize it, it's it's almost like sometimes people just wake up one day and they realize, like, okay, wow, like, I'm just doing it now. Mm. You know, I always get that email at some point with clients are just like, I've just been doing this, haven't I? And I'm just kind of, like, living this lifestyle now. And I, don't know, I just always try to tell people, like, one, I mean, when, on social media specifically, I think that plays a lot of role with the patients because, like, every day they're seeing people who are in the top – peak shape with the mm. best angle that they ever had right yes like they're components. showing their best side and their yeah. best and and so i always try to help people like first off like re dial in like what your expectations are for what you think a healthy body is mm-hmm. and i think that really helps mm-hmm. um, because then once you kind of focus more on what's actually realistic and and typically focusing on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's whenever the, you know, the consistency gets easier, the patience part, you know, starts to happen. Mm -hmm. And the lifestyle thing just kind of is a byproduct of being consistent. And, 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 and kind of changing things as you go along and yeah. developing habits and strategies that work really well for you. And that's yeah. one of the big things I'm always, I'm always trying to like help people develop little habits for themselves, little rules that they follow that helps them stay on track.
0: Mm. Yep. Yep. Same. I like that. Yeah. So let's talk about quickly about, um, about getting shredded and getting super lean, right? Kyle? Because yeah. you've gotten some pretty crazy physiques by the looks, of, the looks of it, you've, you know, I've looked on your Instagram and, uh, you know how to get shredded is what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah. a lot, I always like that, say, I know, I know how to, I know so no, I look like a- Sorry, say that again. You were breaking up there. May I say that again?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Just for a second, I was. I was just saying that. Like, I know how to get lean, but like, I look back at those pictures. It's, it's like I did not have like any muscle at all. I'm like, <laughs> I was lean, but like, I almost looked like a, I feel like I looked like a skeleton almost.
0: <laughs> I've been there as oh, well. We, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, That's it. You just like you get shredded, but you've just like got a, no proportions. Like I, I was, at one like, point for me pump. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, you like, need a pump. You need some carbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's it. You need need some sodium. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was going to say, yeah. So just just getting taking it to the next level because, like I said, a lot of people who listen to this uh, are people who want to go to the next level. Like guys are already in shape, but they want to get they want to get shredded or wherever it is, or maybe compete or or something like that. Um, How do you do it, mate? When you when you want to get in razor sharp condition, whether it's look, I know we're not doing competitions and stuff like that, but when you want to get super lean, um, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? And how do you find how do you find the journey?
1: Yeah, I well, I think first. Well, for me, I mean, honestly, I, I think getting that lean literally came down to like obsession because it was in the same period of time where I didn't have a job, didn't have friends, didn't have a girlfriend, didn't have anything. So like, I literally could just dedicate myself to it every single day, and it requires a lot more discipline because you're gonna be hungry in that state. I also think that depending on the person, this is I think really important because like I don't necessarily let people say I have bad genetics to it because like general fat loss like yeah, maybe you more or less have the potential to get leaner, but like everyone I think can get to a healthy body weight. Now, when you start to talk about going from a healthy, maintainable body weight to like shredded, mm. like I think that is where some people are going to have a lot easier time doing that than others. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's realistic and not to say that it's easy for anyone. It's no. hard for a lot of people. No, no, like, no. There are probably a lot of people though, who like stay shredded year round. Right. Um, and obviously,
0: Hey, you still hear me hey, mate. So, sorry sorry man so, yeah. good. so i just repeat that last kind of 10 seconds sorry i lost you oh ahead. good no
1: no no worries no worries um i think that i mean obviously i, I know zero things uh, about like people with take steroids and stuff to be 100 honest but like yeah. i would say that if you're like a natural person trying to get that shredded and maintain it the reality it kind of goes back into like someone maintaining a vegan lifestyle where you have to realize like you're going to be like there are going to be so many like Social, mental relationship, like like standoffs and like things mm. that you have to manipulate around. Yeah. That like yeah. it has to be so incredibly important for you that like it's you have to live that, right? Yes, exactly. um, In a sense, it goes from like letting fit, like fitness no longer and like is a part of your life. Mm. It be, has to be your life, and then mm. everything else has to fit around your fitness goals. Definitely. I mean, that's at least what I've experienced for a lot of people who try to get that lean. And to what extent, right? Because they yeah. think that if they're that lean, then they can. Get the girl, or get the yes. job, or have the confidence, which is all the social stuff that. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. It's the first suit of it's like the silliest thing ever. So yeah,
0: going back to what you were saying earlier, right? Because uh, everyone think, well, most people do think, you know. If I get this, I'll be happy. You know, when I get to the top of the mountain, I'm going to be satisfied. Yeah. But like, you know, the happiness and the fulfillment and, you know, it's, it's also the, the actual journey as well. I feel like people kind of lose touch of the process. It's the, it's the mm-hmm. character building, right? I think that's a big one I always talk about is like character building. It's the character you build along that journey to getting shredded or whatever it is, making more money. Yeah. It's the character you build, right, Carter? I think that people yeah. kind of lose touch with.
1: I mean, it's like the most cliche phrase ever, but I truly believe it. It's like you know the joys in the journey yes, um, of doing it because the joy of fitness shouldn't be, I think, entirely based around like how much pride you have about how well you can stick to your diet and like how you know strong you're getting in the gym, which I think is, it's also important. But I think the real joy for most people is going to come from the fact that they are treating their body in a way that not only um, helps them, improves their confidence in how they look and feel, but actually physiologically gives them more energy, puts them in a situation to be them their best selves, whether it's being the best parent they can be, the best boss they can be, the mm. best employee they can be, the best friend they can be. Mm. You know, I think it's something that fitness should only add value to your life. If it's not adding value to your life, it's, if it's adding stress to your life, mm. then you either need to one Think about, should you? Is that really that important to you? Is it okay to pull away? Like, mm. are you okay with like having a little bit more body fat? Mm. Like, that's not unhealthy than being shredded, but like, because the other thing's more important? Or maybe thinking about in your head, like, you know, hey, maybe that's like a, it also could just be like a bad habit thing. Like, if always yes. being healthy stresses you out, it's also like, well, we need to ease into this because I would want your default to be at that point, right? Yeah. Um, sure. In a sense. But, but normally, it's, I think that, you know, when people are struggling, it has everything to do with, their mindset around what they're doing and why they're doing it because they're either not exactly sure what they're trying to do or they're not really in tune. They're not really doing what they really want to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that just might be because they don't understand that what they're doing is benefiting them or they haven't experienced it yet or, or whatever. So absolutely. Does that make I, sense? Yeah, <laughs>
0: totally, totally. Yeah. And I always, yeah. um, I always communicate that to people who, um, you know, who get good results. What I do notice is, it's not, like, like we said, it's all, I think when it comes to how you look and the uh, benefits you get with your physique and you know improving your physique and all that kind of stuff, I think that personally is towards the bottom of the list of benefits, right? Let's talk about your mental health yeah. and your relationships, uh, your productivity yeah. and work. All of those things are the feedback I get from clients because I always delve deeper into what, you know, they're saying sometimes they'll get this harm because, you know, we're always looking to improve the physique and then we're looking for it. We're looking at, you know, looking yeah. at our body, to looking for those changes. And I think switching your mindset to focusing on the other stuff, like your performance in the gym, your relationships mm-hmm. outside of the gym, you know. Uh, like I said, productivity and work is a big one. I think uh, regardless of who you are, I mean, if you're not really making your health a priority, your physical and mental, emotional health, there's no way you're going to be as good as you could be, I think, personally in business uh, or wherever yeah. it is as well. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of um, just dive into quickly any any struggles you have at the moment, Carter, in terms of like binge eating and, and, and overindulging. Mm-hmm. Do you still struggle sometimes with a bit of addiction with food or not?
1: Um, not I mean, as maybe much that's a, that area, Sorry, that's a broad word,
0: addiction, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, not that. Um, actually, like, funny enough, for me – um, so something I've never really struggled with, like getting lean and staying lean, it's always been the fear of gaining weight back. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten better and better over the years, but I've still struggled with it. It's funny. And it's taken, um, you know, me like having a girlfriend and us moving in together and like, to like really hold myself accountable to like, I, I even like hired a fitness coach cause I'm trying to like gain weight and put on more muscle. And like, mm. and like, obviously along with that has come, you know, being a little bit softer than mm. I maybe have been in the past or whatever, even though if you take pictures, it doesn't even look like I am. It's just more of like the feeling. Mm. So every once in a while I'll get like, I'll I'll like, my mind will tell me, Hey, maybe you should do a mini cut or something. Right. Or cut Mm. back. And then like realizing why am I even doing that? You know? And like, I think about it because I think back in the day it was always because I was trying to like get the girl or get the approval. Mm. But like now realizing like, okay, first off, no, I'm not like getting fat. And like, and if anything, I'm doing what I want to do. Um, and my girlfriend, Kaylin, she's like, kept me accountable to that. She says Mm. like, like, I don't like, like she's even like really, and I've always known this, but like hearing it actually from her, you know, she, like girls don't really care if you're like, no. Shredded, no, no. you know, exactly. and, and if anything, yeah, so like, and, so, and they're like, not the, the kind of girl you, you want, they're now. not the
0: type of girls you want to attract anyway, right? The ones are all about it, it, the superficial stuff.
1: Exactly. Right. Well, so it's actually, this is full circle now because that's been a struggle for me is to allow myself to be consistent enough to actually like make the progress I want to make in, in that department. Yeah. Um, but she has held me accountable to it right because i needed it i needed the accountability yeah and then slowly now i'm to the point where like i don't really like it used to be like i'd be like oh i feel pudgy today or i'm feeling low today and like now it's like i've I've, never like stopped me from doing things but like i definitely thought about it more than i have in the last like six months like i'm not as worried about like putting on some weight right now um because i know what could cost it's like you know I could tell clients that but like it's funny how sometimes still with yourself yep. you have to remind yourself like, you hey, have to remind yourself you're yeah. doing this for a reason the process right definitely so. yeah it's a process
0: yeah and that balance is key right that's what we always preach about having that having balance in your life you know with your relationships you you know work yeah. your training you you want to try and balance it's never going to get that perfect balance right Carter? but the more balance you can get if you means putting a bit of body fat on to have you know a better connection with your, your girlfriend and your family it's, it's a sacrifice,
1: you know, it's, it's just a yeah. uh, order of priorities, isn't it? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, And I think that there's like, you know, not to say that you have to, you know, be overweight, but like, I think that people just have, a, that goes back to that expectation of like, what that actually is healthy, what's actually maintainable for you and what's actually important for you, you know, because you don't have to necessarily have a six pack. Six pack to be like a healthy individual who makes good choices and who like enjoys their life, exactly. you know. Um it's it's it really is I think that's fundamentally the thing. It's like being really in tune with what you want and like what you're trying to achieve. Mm. Um and being intentional about your actions leading to that. Mm.
0: And talking about achieving right? We're, we're going to wrap this up now, but I just had a, a few more things I wanted to ask you. Talking about achievement, how did you manage to achieve you know, such a massive following on Instagram and build a business. Uh, I'd like you just to just to give us a a quick insight into how you built such a a big following and and, and such a big business Mm -hmm. online, because it's obviously something I'm tapping into now. And yeah, I just I I love your content and stuff, man, but it takes a lot of
1: work. (laughs) Yeah, no, man, I, I appreciate it. And it's funny how like, I mean, fitness and like a lot of like people who do like fitness business stuff, but it is, and, and like a lot of stuff in life is very similar to other things like bike fitness, but like business and fitness are so similar and like how you achieve goals and fitness the same thing as business. And it's funny how even with my, uh, so like with Instagram, cause that obviously, um, blew up, you know, and I have like a lot of followers on there now. Um, but it started with one post that did well and then doing and seeing that people really resonated with that type of post. So I think it was like a calorie comparison post, right? Mm. Um, like that one resonated really well with people. So I did it again and then I did it again. Mm. And then every day, it was consistent and at one point like i had like a rule that i set for myself where i was like okay i have to post twice a day on instagram right and that became my focus during that's like back 2017 like was my focus every day i have to do this and mm. and, and it was just that consistently showing up every day mm. uh, providing the content and and like putting work in right like not yeah, just like craft. slapping it on and then just being like all right here's the information like actually trying to like yep. be intentional writing captions and stuff Instinct like with weight loss right like i found what worked and i stayed consistent with it every single day mm. and i just kept doing it and trusted the process of it same mm. thing with like the Instagram thing is i saw what was working and i stuck with it and i kept doing it and i mm. kept you know reiterating it and then trying to improve it and stuff but like mm. i was like but like never sacrificing that daily effort of just doing it. Right. Mm. Um, consistency, honestly, for me has, what I've seen is what really has improved my social media growth, but even in business, like, like learning, like it's that whole like lessons thing of like Mm. figuring out what work, keep doing it until it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, you you change it because you know, you're never going to have the perfect answer in anything that you do. Mm. And you only better over time by doing the work, doing it. And then like seeing what doesn't, doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, how can it work? Trying yep. that until it works and then keeping doing that, right? Mm. It's all about that consistently doing the things that are moving you forward. Yeah awesome
0: mate. awesome yeah how you do anything is how you do everything right i love that quote because oh, yeah you can totally. carry if you can transfer like everyone has i think uh, most people do have you know work ethic right so if you can put your discipline into that's what i'm looking you know that's what i'm trying to really focus on now is like i just did a, a bodybuilding comp recently i hadn't done one for like three years i think it's my last one now but uh i'm just trying to use the you know trying to utilize the mindset the discipline the consistency patience as, as we've talked about yeah. and trying to put that into you know into into this kind stuff now and getting my message out there and reaching more people but um yeah very inspiring yep. mate so um yeah thanks a lot for your time a bit that kind of wraps it up now carter where, where can we where can we find you mate um on instagram and stuff like that what's your main handles yeah
1: so on honestly on all social media it's carter good um Sweet. uh He's- youtube is something weird i haven't posted a ton of videos there recently but i <laughs> we'll get more into it, but like Instagram's Carter, good Twitter, Carter, good uh, website is cartergood.com. Easy, man. um So, but Instagram's probably like if no one's heard of me or if anyone's interested in kind of like hearing more about my philosophy, Instagram's probably the move, but I know you always share my stuff, which I appreciate a ton. So they probably already yeah, maybe yeah, know yeah. about me if they're listening to your podcast, cause you're probably stories. So I appreciate that time.
0: I mean, it's my pleasure, man. Um, I'll add all your, all that kind of stuff in the show notes. Anyway, thanks a lot for your time card. I really appreciate it. Cause it is evening for you now. Right. So uh nice one, mate.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, time, about time to, to cook up uh, some dinner. Cook up a storm. Uh, actually, we got we got this thing called Green Chef. You ever heard of it? No. It's like a HelloFresh. Hello you ever heard All of it? Oh, right, yeah, I know HelloFresh. They ship you some meals. Yeah. It's a, it's a great example of I hate cooking and so does my girlfriend, but like we want to nice. eat, like try to make nutritious meals. So, like, we now have like something that like gives us an opportunity that eliminates yeah. resistance so we actually cook together and make a healthy meal right that's a great point whilst
0: well, you mentioned that i think that's a good one because a few yeah. cl- a few of my clients are doing that and they send you out like the ingredients yeah. right
1: and like a recipe yeah, it's as actually out, really and then you just yeah. knock it up yes yeah and it's not the cheapest thing but like if you compare it like meal to meal to like ordering chipotle it's probably about the cost of like a chipotle a, a normal size like Chipotle. i don't know if you guys have chipotle in australia yeah, no, no, but, like, they, they know what it is normal size meal Right, Makes yeah, people, like a normal yeah. size meal. It's like twelve dollars a meal or ten dollars a meal, like yeah. U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's actually kind of affordable. They like get you to cook, and they like they have all the. You don't have to like go buy too much food. They yeah. send you exactly how much you need. So nice. And it's it's like a time and idiot-proof.
0: effort. It's the time and effort, yeah, and good. energy you spend when you go shopping and stuff as well, right? It's a conv- really convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yep, man. Well, enjoy 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 your food, brother, and um thanks again, Carter. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, bro.